Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. Seems like I'm on a little bit of a roll here, but that's kind of usually how it goes. Usually you're up, you can crank stuff out, seems pretty easy, and then sometimes you're down, and it's really hard to get stuff out, and in this case with this podcast, if I can't get it out, then I just don't do it, and then there's a gap between episodes, but we're on an upswing, so we are going to ride this wave. Let's see how this one comes out. Not sure how it will, but I'm not sure how any of them come out. And I think they're pretty good once they're all said and done. So here we go. I just finished listening to uh, the audiobook of uh, Peter Sagan. I can't remember what it's called, but I'm sure it's probably the only autobiography that he's got out, uh, written in 2018, I believe. So it's pretty new. And uh, man, I was like just mesmerized by it. I highly recommend it for those of you that are into cycling to try and understand a little bit more about a little bit more about Peter Sagan. I mean, uh, he's kind of being overshadowed a little bit by some of the young guns coming up in professional cycling right now. But uh, the dude is still one of the main characters on the stage at any given time in any given race. He's done some phenomenal. He's accomplished some phenomenal things, like three world championships in a row on the road. Uh, I don't know how many green jerseys he's up to now. I think he's probably got five or six green jerseys. I think he's got the record for the most green jerseys ever in the tour. So the guy has accomplished some unbelievable things. And uh, before this book came out, I had my theories about Peter Sagan. Uh, I had my thoughts about how is it that this guy is so successful? How is it that he's... He wins at an alarming rate. He wins bike races at an alarming rate. And um, he's able to sometimes win or be in contention in races that people would write him off as, as not being able to contest. Because as we know, in cycling, there are different courses and stuff like that. And sometimes we look at a rider and go, yeah, they're more suited to this or this. And he's able to defy odds uh, often and win you know events that he shouldn't be winning. And so I was like, when we look at Peter Sagan and how successful he is, like I had my thoughts about it, but again, all I'm getting is what I might see in a video when I watch him race before and after his races, news articles, so on and so forth. Well, finally, I was able to go, all right, Mario, let's see if you're right. And I, and I listened to his autobiography and I think I was right on a lot of things about Peter Sagan. And I want to highlight one of them today, because I don't think it's exclusive to Peter Sagan. I think it's exclusive, however, to elite performers, to high-level performing individuals, people that are highly successful, people that find themselves, you know, they're not lucky. They just, they find themselves in favorable positions a lot, but they put themselves there by some of the things that they do and the ways that they think. And so, one of the ones that I wanted to highlight today was Peter Sagan after near misses, let's call him, right? There was uh, one year where he said he called himself Mr. Second. He was second in a lot of the classics at the beginning of the year, second place, second place, second place, third place, like just close but not there, right? And what was interesting to me, I, I kind of already had the notion and the idea that this was going on, but then he obviously validated it in his autobiography was the fact that 
He seemed like he gets kind of annoyed post-race when reporters want to ask what if type of questions of the race that he just participated in. So, you know, he gets second, he gets third, he gets 10th, whatever. He doesn't win, right? He doesn't finish first, which is what is expected of a guy like him that just wins so prolifically. And he, he gets these questions of the scenario, the thing having gone differently. You know, if you wouldn't have punctured, you know, during that section, do you think that you would have been in contention at the end? If, you know, so-and-so wouldn't have done this, do you think that, you know, whatever, if it would have been warmer, if it would have been colder, I mean, they come up with all kinds of things, right? Just all kinds of things that they want Peter to think about that would have him go, yeah, that would have changed the outcome of the race. That would have put things more in my favor. Yes, I think I would have been successful. I think I would have done better than the place that I that I got. But when they ask him these questions, it sounded to me like his answer was always the same. It doesn't matter. Greg Von Avermaet won. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Fabian Cancellaro won. I couldn't follow him. Um, it, it doesn't matter, Right. That individual won the race. It was a great performance. This happened to me. It doesn't matter. You know, basically, why am I going to entertain thinking about something that could have happened, but it didn't. It, it didn't happen. And we're on the other side now. We're, the, the event is over. The race is over. So it's over. And we move. And... You know, the thing about pro cycling is you basically hop on a bus or get on a plane or whatever, and you're on your way to the next one. I mean, when you're in the thick of the season and you're competing, you're competing often. And thus, looking at things objectively like this, this is how it went. This is how it played out. There's no need in me camping out on this and looking at this from a different angle because it is what it is. Okay, I've got to go, I've got to pack my bags, I've got to make a transfer, I've got to get on an airplane, I've got to get in a car because I'm going to the next one. And that's it, I've got to leave that one behind. And for us and what we're looking to be successful at, this is also what we need to do. We can't play what if with our performances. We can't play what if with a meeting that didn't go maybe the way that we had thought it was going to go or planned it to go. It's interesting, however, because I feel that we can grab some intel from that performance and we can look at, now here's the kicker, we can look at what we did personally that could have made the outcome what it was. But you see, that's not what happens oftentimes with the reporters coming up to Sagan after the race. They want to know about how he reacted to another competitor. They want to know about, well, what if the weather would have been different? They want to know, well, what if, you know, you wouldn't have had that mechanical, that problem with your bike that held you up, or if you wouldn't have been caught up in that crash that that other rider started. You see, what they're asking him about are things that are outside of his control, he had no say in the weather that day. He had no say in how good the other rider's legs were. 
I mean, I'm just going back to one time where he's following Cancellara. He's right where he needs to be, and he literally just couldn't go with him. Just not possible. Well, how are you supposed to answer a question about if Cancellara would have done something differently? I mean, he didn't, and you couldn't follow. That's it. It's over. But it takes humility to be able to do that. You see, this is what gets interesting about a prolific winner like Peter Sagan, a guy that just wins bike race after bike race. So he's got to be, when he's in the the heat of the moment, when he's in the crosshairs, he's got to be arrogant, doesn't he? He's got to have confidence that he's going to deliver the goods, that he's going to win. He's going to be the first one across that line. But you see, as soon as you cross that finish line, as soon as he crosses, win, or in this case, what we're talking about is lose, and lose is anything second place or lower, then you've got to be humble, don't you? You've got to actually like throw that arrogance to the side of the road and then put on the humility hat and, and just accept what has just happened. You, you didn't win. Yeah, you wanted to. Maybe it was a goal, but you didn't. Okay, so now you express humility first and foremost to your competitors and congratulating them for the performance that brought home the victory for them. And then you express humility like he always seems to do for his teammates that he always says do a fantastic job in the book. My goodness, the amount of references to his teammates is is unreal. And that takes humility. So when you cross that line, you've got to flip. And you've got to put that Put that ego that allows you to be at the pointy end of the race and win a lot in that moment, you've got to put that aside. So you've got to look at things objectively and you've got to just be able to, you've got to, just be able to move. Now, that being said, are maybe some better questions that could be asked of Sagan. Hey, uh, how do you feel that you like handled that? You know, like internally. Like ask questions of Sagan in terms of like what could personally, what could he have done differently? How could he have thought differently? How could he have reacted differently to different things that happened? That's a little bit better phrased of a question because now you're asking him a question where he can think about something that he could have personally done differently that was within his control. But you see, this is the interesting part. If we become performers that consistently give our absolute best or get close to that, and by the way, I feel that Peter Sagan is a good example of that. If not, he doesn't win as much as he does. Just being able to continually give more than you think you can give to get to that closer to that 100% full effort, then the interesting thing about this is that a lot of times the answer to those questions of, you know, what could you have done differently? How could you have approached this differently? How could you, re- how could you have reacted to this differently? A lot of times the answer is I-, I couldn't have. That was my best reaction. That was my best crack at being successful on that day. That, that was it. There, there is nothing. And so... This is how we get, again, I, I think that he's been dragged through the mud a little bit, but this is how we get a guy that can cross the finish line 
and not win a race and then ask his his swanier, his support staff for the pack of Haribo gummy bears and start eating gummy bears right after the finish line with a smile on his face and maybe signing some autographs on the way back to the team bus. But you didn't win. Yes, I understand that. But you see, Sagan gave 100% effort. So he's satisfied. Hey, there's nothing I could have done differently. Am I disappointed? Sure. I mean, maybe the legs weren't there. Maybe they didn't respond the way that I wanted them to, but it was the best I had on that day. And he can rest and he can be satisfied. Hence the reason why he's able to turn around and probably win the next day or at least be in contention once again. So just interesting. Um, You know, I I listened to a podcast uh, the other day that was saying, how do you, you know, how do you gather your database for, you know, mindset for figuring out successful people like, and the answer that this person gave during this interview was by the, the athletes themselves give us that information. Just watch them, watch video of them competing, listen to their interviews pre and post, read books about them, read the articles about them and cap, catch what they say, you know, at training camps or whatever, Right. And so I've just been doing a deep dive on that. I've just been trying to collect books and try to read up on folks that are successful and just let them be the case study for me. So I'm passing a little bit of that on to you guys. And uh, in this case, it was Mr. Peter Sagan who, uh, yeah, really great example for us. An example of a guy that a lot of people think doesn't take his craft as seriously because he's having fun with it. But can I tell you something? If any of you are in the sport of cycling in any regard, I would encourage you to look at and study Peter Sagan because it is a guy that is tremendously serious about what he does and at the same time, he's having the time of his life. And can I tell you, both of those things can be done at the same time time. As a matter of fact, the level of fun he's having is equivalent to the amount of wins that he gets. If he's not having fun, he doesn't win. And for those of you that want to do the deep dive on the cycling thing, I'm sorry for those of you that are not into cycling. Uh, Look at the string of folks that have retired or needed time off or stepped away from cycling or whatever. Look at those guys and you tell me what the common trend is with those guys when they're interviewed and when people talk to them. In some way, shape, or form, they're basically communicating to you that they weren't having fun anymore. It just wasn't fun. They weren't enjoying it. So then what happens is they're, they're not enjoying it. So then that's, that parlays into this person used to win all the time. This person used to or, or be in contention all the time. This person was a guy that we had to watch all the time because they were always around and they were always in the right positions. And all of a sudden, they're not, they're not anymore. They're not in those positions. Now, it's not an age thing. It's not a they were injured thing. It's literally they're of able sound mind and body. They're just not there anymore. Why not? And nobody can put a finger on it until they finally tell you that they're retiring, that they're stepping away, that they need time with their family or whatever. And they're basically saying, uh, I wasn't having fun anymore. 
And as soon as the, the fun meter started getting drained, you started seeing their results go down. And then once the fun meter got low enough, they, they can't even do the training necessary to even just finish a race, let alone win it. And so then they have to do the obvious thing and they have to say, hey, you know what? I can't hack it anymore as a professional cyclist. I got to go. So please, 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 through all of this, and I didn't know the podcast was going to take this turn, by the way. I think I'm rambling on, but hopefully you're still with me. Make sure you're enjoying what it is that you do. Listen, I don't care what you do and what you think that person said is necessary to be successful. If you're not enjoying doing it, then don't do it. I'm going to say it again. If you're not enjoying doing it, then don't do it. If you don't like doing that specific thing, I can pretty much guarantee you that there's probably something else that you can do that will have the same benefit and that looks a lot like that thing that you don't like doing and that can achieve the same thing, but that you do enjoy doing and you can go do that instead. It doesn't have to look exactly like the guy that told you that's the thing or the gal that told you that that's the thing. Don't be enslaved to that. Go, all right, He's they're telling me that this is what I should be doing because it does X, Y, and Z. Great, and that's what I need to be doing. I don't like doing it though. Great, well then look for something else that can accomplish the same thing. Trust me. There's more than one way to skin a cat. All right? So look for it. Search for it. All right, guys, I'm gonna get out of here because I'm. I think I am rambling on, but I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you are enjoying the content. As always, please share, subscribe, keep listening. Boy, we got a lot of episodes out there, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how many episodes the person that listens to this and most has listened to, but uh, hats off to you if you've listened to all of them because there's well over 200 of them now. Folks, have a fantastic rest of your day. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Be grateful today. Heading into Christmas. Y'all take care.